You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone. to see when we have our 200th episode in a couple weeks which is honestly fucked up all i want yeah. is a compilation of us saying hell yeah on this podcast <laughs> it would be four hours long i know <laughs> the amount that you cut out has to be unreal it's like when they that one person did a super cut of every time the macroy brothers said boy or boys oh my god end up being god. Like two hours or some shit that's gonna be us <laughs> with hell yeah <laughs> Put it out, every guys. intonation possible of just yeah. a good old hell yeah. This is the content that your fans are asking for. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have been bombarded with emails saying, give us the yeah. fucking hell yeah cut. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag release the hell yeah cut. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only version I think of Justice League I would watch if everything that they said was hell yeah, but just in different intonations. Honestly, same. I, I don't. How many different versions of of Justice League can you get? Like, I mean, apparently there's, enough. Goddamn. <laughs> oh my god, no! I don't. I would rather not interact with that. I'm good. I'll take you guys' cut though, but not not Justice League. Exactly. Speaking of which, welcome to Into the Hell Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah that's probably not gonna be funny for anyone else but i personally find that really funny so (laughs) get right um anyways fuck jay i'm so glad that you were here first of all i'm glad to be here thank you i'm so glad that you were here to me it feels like having family on like i've literally never talked to you before but i feel like i know you (laughs) oh that's nice i mean i i put a lot of my uh myself out on the the internet so i feel like a lot of people feel that way about me so that's nice same (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I wish I could go back sometimes and tell 11-year-old me who was just making so many fucking surveys on MySpace and be like, hey, don't, don't, (laughs) don't tell anyone about your life ever. This will only end up in pain. That gives me so many flashbacks to like all those questions and those, um, how is it like that your top eight friends on MySpace and how important that was back then? Oh my God, no. Honest to God, the only reason why I'm surviving teaching online is because of the HTML coding that I did making my MySpace page in fifth grade. That's the only reason. It's like I can just, I can, (laughs) hacker voice, I'm in, I got it. Like I can figure this out. (laughs) Some people just didn't have that expertise. (laughs) (laughs) I was building my resume from day one. Honestly, yeah. that's that's a really good skill. I like I said before, I'm I'm like a six year old man that doesn't understand the internet, so I don't have any of those skills. But you know, <laughs> use them at, if you can. I love that. For folks who don't know who you are, which I feel like is a crime, but that's okay. Could you tell them who you are and what you do? Hi. Uh. So yeah. Um. Uh, my name is Jay. I am a content creator. I guess I'm putting that in air quotes. Uh, I'm a content creator on uh, TikTok, and most of my TikTok is K-pop related and kind of um, like young adult kind of stuff. Twilight, movies, My Chemical Romance, just an accumulation of (laughs) random shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
one of my favorite things about the the stuff that you create specifically on TikTok too is I have so many students like not just this year but overall that are huge K-pop stands and the amount that I have learned from <laughs> your videos alone to be able to sustain conversations with these angsty 12 year olds they're like wait a second you know what I'm talking about um you've earned me a lot of cool points and I feel indefinitely like grateful to you oh you that. know you're you're welcome I'm, I'm trying to do my part over here to uh um <laughs> teach the youth about k-pop and other <laughs> random shit <laughs> i feel so humbled that you called me youth when i am according to my 12 year olds i am the oldest thing they've ever seen so <laughs> they're like oh god miss johnson's talking about myspace again we gotta go <laughs> it's literally just that meme of like okay grandma <laughs> just keep going <laughs> It's fine. It's all good. There used to be a website where you could have <laughs> your friends <laughs> and it would play music that you liked. You don't understand. <laughs> Young child used to be able to code a glittering gif of Elmo on the website and they're like, okay, grandma, like shut the fuck up. <laughs> I feel like we're going through a lot of like renaissance type stuff yeah. recently where mm-hmm. we're kind of like harkening back to like old things. What I want so desperately to become cool again is like the blingy gif like sparkle. Oh my god. Oh my art. god. That's oh. that was like a high art. Like Absolutely. the people that were making those things. First of all, where are they now? What are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? doing? <laughs> like, but also Give me like an HBO series on them, please and thank you. Yes. Okay, actually. But also like <laughs> let's just bring them back, you know? For real. Let's bring them back. Honestly, I don't care about anything else. I just want to know what those people are doing now and like what they evolved into doing now like yeah did those people know when they were creating the most glittery sparkly (laughs) gifts of like essentially brat dolls did they know that they were shaping fashion like did they know how influential (laughs) (laughs) i just need to talk to them god damn it this is my life goal now trendsetters honestly they are the reason why i had a denim beret and a denim purse that I used to wear every day in sixth grade. Like, where are they? Oh my god. Because the amount that my personality was based off of Claire's at that time, simply just trying to become a brat stall is unbelievable. Yeah. You really hate to see it. Anyways, I'm going to shove that down and think about it at a later time. Um, <laughs> Jay, as you know, so I don't have to explain this to you, but I am for the folks that are this is their first episode, which, like, if this is your first episode, stop, please. (laughs) (laughs) Turn back while you still can. (laughs) Yeah, you you haven't pressed go yet. You can stop. Before we get into talking about really trashy shit, we like to check in about how we're doing and bring some good into the space. So could you share, uh, Jay, what's a happy thing that's happened to you recently? And also, how are you? Uh, well, I'm doing pretty good for the most part. Um, but the good happy thing that I'm bringing today is that I'm really, really close to hitting 30k on TikTok, which wow. is Hell yeah. crazy for me because it's just it's not something that I thought a couple years ago that I would be doing that I would be making silly videos making fun of K-pop stands on <laughs> on a platform. So. Yeah, it's exciting. That is amazing. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank what you. a like crisp number too. 30K, just yeah. something about that number feels right to me. So 
I love it that. Does. It feels like a, a very good amount of like internet clout too, where it's like it's not like invasive really in, in any large conceivable way, but it's still like you have something to brag about and like you have a community and that's cool. Yes. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a good middle ground. Yeah, I would say like not enough that they start to like figure out where you live. Um right. and start like <laughs> talking to your family members. But enough yeah. that it's like if you ask for a request, there there will be people there. Which is yeah. like, that to mm-hmm. me feels like a good medium. It's yeah. it's it's nice. Um, I don't know, just because I have my face out there, I have gotten recognized a couple times, which is, that also makes me really nervous. Like, I don't want people <laughs> to perceive me outside yeah. of the internet, but it is nice. Right. Like, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. Um, but please don't talk to me. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> you just back away slowly, like, you never saw me. Nothing happened yeah. here. <laughs> I am a figment of your imagination. <laughs> I am not a real person. Don't perceive oh. me, please. Please, please do not. That's got to be our next merch, Cody. It's just like, do not. Please do not perceive Yeah, me. do not. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of which, Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, well, good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My happy thing, it's a very small thing, but it's something that has really enhanced my life quite dramatically, is that I figured out how to, like, mirror my desktop to another monitor, aka my TV, without using an HDMI port, and I kind of feel like a wizard, not gonna lie, when I did it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Because also my laptop does not have an HDMI port, so I've just been, like, struggling (laughs) for the last couple months of, like, whatever, and I was too stubborn to buy an adapter, because I'm like, fuck it, I'm not gonna, I'll figure it out, it's fine. I'm so proud of you, one, for figuring that out, just based on like stubbornness alone because that that's really what fuels like change <laughs> in this world <laughs> absolutely also, yeah. the idea that you have been working off of just one screen this entire time yeah. and now you yeah. don't have to suffer anymore makes me really happy for you <laughs> thank you honestly i don't know why i waited this long <laughs> to just do a google i was like oh you could just figure it out if you read an article once but you know what sometimes my brain works in mysterious ways um but we're here and we're thriving how are you i'm so good i have in contrast to i mean i think my thing is also small but it is literally very big and so i'm glad to bring yeah. it to space <laughs> Um, for folks that have been listening for a long time, I feel like I've got to have talked about Clifford at some point. <laughs> like, I feel like I have to. Um, yeah. That big old red dog. Go, it's in the record somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can someone add that to our meeting notes? Like, I've talked about Clifford before. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, yeah. I was starting to realize in our notes that t- today's episode is kind of like a animal heavy show in an interesting way. <laughs> Um, and then I was like, oh, hey, animals, that fucking Clifford thing came out today. <laughs> and um, folks, I'm so here's the thing. Clifford, the the animated Clifford brought me a lot of joy mm-hmm. as a child because I like dogs. Yes. But in the news today, I found out that they're making a live action version and he's just a big old funky dog. <laughs> it's really scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> There's something that was different when there was less hair. It felt safer. What? Yeah, it's the actual fur is so disconcerting. (laughs) It's like it's there's something about it that's like uncanny valley. I wish I I could not see it. There's something about looking at what looks like a puppy dipped in tomato juice here. It is one (laughs) terrifying. (laughs) Um, And also like there is something about this image that reminds me of when people would talk about like 
duck size no horse sized ducks or whatever oh the fuck that saying is. Like there's something about this just just fucks with me, and I don't like. It, but I can't stop thinking about it. So I needed to. Yeah, just it say does it. beg the question: Could you could you beat Big Red Dog in a fight? <laughs> Absolutely not. If, if Absolutely given not. the opportunity, <laughs> yeah. I would. Oh no! 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 There's something about those paws. They should not be that big, and it really scares me. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, I'm going to just just reduce the size of that image so that I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> and instead, um, talk about something that I have wanted to know for a long time, which is, Jay, can you tell us your Twilight backstory? Yeah, sure. Um, whew, okay, where to begin? When Twilight first, I was like nine. I was way too young to really interact with them. Um, but I knew that it was happening because at the time, um, my my best friend, she's a couple years older than me, and she was obsessed. As soon as the books came out, she was constantly like, Jay, you got to read these books. Jay, you got to read them. And I was very much like, mm, do I want to read about a vampire love story? Nah, I'm good. I'm going to just do my own thing. <laughs> so I just didn't interact with it at all. Um and then fast forward a couple years, um, she kept telling me about it, trying to convince me. Uh, because very much everything that she was into, I would eventually get into, but I was like really stubborn about the Twilight thing. And one week, yeah, one weekend, my dad picked us up, um, me and my siblings to go see a movie. And they never let me choose what movie we were going to watch. But that weekend, my dad was like, hey, Jay, you know what? You never get to choose. Why don't you choose the movie? So I was looking through what was available and uh, New Moon was playing. And oh, I was shit. just like, I was like, ah, I know that this is another one of those Twilight movies that my friend will not stop talking about. Maybe I should just give it a chance. You know, I'll, I'll watch it. And if I don't like it, you know, I gave it a try at least. So I my dad asked me, hey, what's this movie about? And I was like, honestly, all I know is that it's a vampire and a girl. That's literally a romance story. That's it. That's all I knew. So he was like, okay. So, you know, we go in and I don't even know how we got tickets because it had been a couple days after the movie had come out. But we go into Whoa. this theater packed full of girls, just teenage girls waiting for this movie. Like they were screaming. They were so excited. And me and my family were like completely confused. We did not get the hype. And so we <laughs> sat down and we started watching the movie. Even though my friend had told me so much about Twilight, I was still very unaware of most of what Twilight was. So in like the first five minutes, you get to see that scene where um, it's Bella and she's having like that dream or nightmare where she's like old and she's in the meadow with Edward, right? And so I was so unaware of just that in general that when Edward steps out into the sunlight and he starts sparkling, I lost my shit. I was not prepared for it at all. I was just like, oh my god, vampires sparkled? What is this? And I was instantly like hooked. And But I wasn't like really sold on it. I was like, this is so cool. But it wasn't, I wasn't really on board until you see that scene where uh, Bella's like, it's after the breakup and she's like in her depression spiral Ugh. and you see the the scene where it's like October, November, December 
like 12 year old me was just like I'm sold I'm on board so I don't know what was going on with me but that's the vibe that I was given yeah are you Uh, good what happened (laughs) like those were the two things that got to me was like sparkling vampires and really sad Bella like I don't that was just the the thing that got me hooked um so I came out of the movie my family was very confused and very like what the fuck just happened and I was on board because we went in with no context um so I begged my dad to take me to the bookstore and I asked him hey like can you buy me these books and I think at the time Breaking Dawn had either just come out or I think it may have been something like that um so I asked him I was like please can I get all these books like I'm in this I want to see more sparkly depressed vampires like this is my shit (laughs) (laughs) um so I got he got me the first three books and then he said he would get me the other ones and I read them uh I think I read Twilight and New Moon before I even got to talk to my friend and I was like hey I'm on board I have been changed (laughs) I am fully into this uh, yeah, and so after that, me and my friend, we would just, you know, watch the movies as they were coming out in theaters, uh, every weekend at her house, you know, we would, that's basically what we would talk about and hang out and watch the movies and everything, so, yeah, that's kind of how I got into Twilight, that's how I'm here today, I guess. <laughs> Amazing, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have so many thoughts. First of all, <laughs> the fact that your family stumbled into the new moon premiere is honestly buck wild. <laughs> I can only imagine what that sounded like, so... It was, it was like, my, first, my family had even less context than I did, because they didn't even know anything of what was going on. I at least knew that it was like a vampire love story. They knew nothing. So after the movie, they were like, what the hell did you just make us watch? And also, you're not allowed to pick the movie anymore. And I never did (laughs) after that, so. Oh, no. (laughs) That's haunted, Um, especially because, like, New Moon was the first one where they intentionally did a title card that was, like, longer to accompany the screaming. And so I I can imagine that very clearly in my mind. The second thing is there's so many credits that I need to give your friend in this moment for (laughs) encouraging you to do this. Um, I feel like I, I can only hope that that person is in an MLM now. Like, they are really good at recruiting, so... The power they have. (laughs) Exactly. Which also makes me wonder, what would happen if this fandom were was an MLM like is would that just become a cult oh god <laughs> yeah absolutely the, no the question am, the amount of people that they could just bring in is is insane absolutely oh god okay haunted thoughts I don't want to think of them anymore but I'm glad that you know we've had many a story here of like just you know I'm gonna watch the movies first and then being like oh no this is like my shit but I'm it is wild to me that it was also like right after New Moon came. That was very serendipitous on your part. So Yeah, it the entire theater was extremely packed and I have no idea to this day how we even got tickets because when we went in it was full, completely full. Um and we just got in somehow and uh and here we are. <laughs> Amazing. That was like back in the day too when you would have to 
find your own seats. Like, I cannot imagine mm-hmm. going back to that world where you don't have reserved seating because the amount of anxiety that that gave me, ugh, no thank you. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hard pass. <laughs> we, I'm so excited to get into the host with you because I feel like there are probably more thoughts on here. Brief detour before we do that, though. We have a couple of current events this week that are um interesting. <laughs> so what else? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're an artistic choice. This first one from E! Online last week, like a week and a half, I guess, when y'all are hearing this, um, was Twilight's birthday fucking Sagittarius um and so I, <laughs> this e-online article I don't know if it's less of an article or if it's actually just like a fucking like burn book this thing is so long and filled with secrets <laughs> and we it's a treasure take, trove of <laughs> cursed knowledge there's so much in this but instead of um spending an entire podcast episode specifically on these secrets i imagine that we'll come back to them at some point were there any of these that stood out to you we've talked about in in certain aspects but like five thousand people five thousand people auditioned to be edward cullen (laughs) and that's just that seems like too many i guess i'm not as into the i don't really have a great understanding of like the casting landscape and like you know, I'm sure a lot of big budget stuff goes through a lot of people, right? Right. But like 5,000? Specifically just for one role. <laughs> if it was 5,000 yeah. for all of the roles, I get it. But this was not sure, a blockbuster yeah. at this point. It was arguably, right. Right, right, Summit right. was like, I'll take this on, but fuck y'all. Like, I'm not giving you any <laughs> money for this. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that there were 5,000 thousand people more so probably of their agents being like just go just go you never know just go yeah um it seems like a lot of people (laughs) yeah Mm -mm. no thank you that's that's wild i personally would like to draw your attention to secret number 12 on here (laughs) because i have quite a few questions (laughs) um so for those that are not reading this along which like You don't need to worry about it. We have another sacred, cursed quote from Robert Pattinson. It's been a minute. It has been. It's been a minute. There's this quote from Robert Pattinson, which says the following. On the first shot, on the first day, I strained one of my ass cheeks. My ass just couldn't take the train of the first (laughs) I have so many questions. I... What first of all, what was he doing? Right. What what athletic <laughs> endeavor <laughs> caused him to strain his ass cheeks? Was he in that tight of pants? Because I don't remember them being that tight. So what happened here? Right. What? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> exactly. And he says on here, like, so that was the first day, obviously, of filming Twilight, and that it shockingly, folks, caused a problem for the insurance people and it required <laughs> physical therapy. Oh what did he wow. do? Robert, first of all, hi, how are you? Second of all, (laughs) what the fuck is up with you? Why are you like this? (sighs) I just don't understand. He's so unhinged and everything that comes out of his mouth, like I just want to immortalize it forever because it's so, it's so out there. I love it so much, but what is going (laughs) through his head? And sometimes I want to know, like, just tell me. I want to tune into his brain sometimes. (laughs) But I'm also pretty sure that there is like a 50-50 chance where it is just absolute silence. 
<laughs> or that it is that Six Flags song, whatever that's called, where the old man's like dancing. That I think it, there's only two choices. And I feel like it might oscillate for him of like no thoughts, no feelings, smooth brain. And then also just right. like ridiculous sounds. <laughs> Yeah, that seems fair. I just have so many questions for him. And every time that we talk about Robert, there's more questions than answers, <laughs> which is just, like, give us a break, dude. Yeah. We also have a cheat sheet moment. So we're back in that corner. So this article in particular is referencing when Steph, Steph, talked about why all the boys. <laughs> on a nickname basis with Ms. Meyer. <laughs> why all the boys in forks were soups obsessed with bella and i can mm-hmm. <laughs> unsurprisingly this will surprise no one but she references that bella's experience was created based on inspiration from her own life and you might be asking what part of that is she referencing is it it's something that's beyond naming all of the characters after her siblings and the answer is yes <laughs> Never forget. (laughs) Never for I. uh, It haunts my waking days. She references in here that one of the reasons why everyone is attracted to Bella when they go when she goes to Forks is that this same thing happened to her, and so (laughs) she did fall in love with a vampire. (laughs) She did. She did. That apparently she was in high school in Scottsdale, not Phoenix, which she says is Arizona's version of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And that she was just a wallflower and like no one noticed her. I had friends, but like no boys looked at me, uh, which is honestly my fucking dream, but that's fine. But then everything changed when she moved to the good old fashioned Utah. And then everyone within a mile radius of, of her was obsessed. <sighs> so, you know, she's not like other girls, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a question I have based on this. Please. Because she talks about how, like, oh, once I went to college, like, the boys were flocking towards me. She literally says, my stock went through the roof, which is um, a choice you could make. Did she go to Brigham Young? Like, did she go to the Mormon college? Because she says she went to college she in Provo, had to. Utah, which is, like, Mormon country, you know? like It is. She had to go to BYU. That is where she got indoctrinated on all of this shit that, like, she does not realize is very sexual. She's like, oh, no, I just write this on what I learned. But all of it is about sex. And it's gay, Stephanie. So, like, what's happening here? Oh, yes. Okay, I have confirmed. Yes, because she's under the notable alumni page for Brigham Young University. No, just with a bunch it. of white guys. It's her and a and also John Heater. Okay, what? Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Wait, what? what? We need to take a pivot. <laughs> sorry. I, what? <laughs> so apparently Napoleon Dynamite and Stephanie Meyer, notable alumni of Brigham Young University. I'm crying. I can't see this. Honestly, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. If you really think about it. Yeah. (laughs) If you, you know, peel back the layers. Yeah, that checks out, actually. Are they similar enough in age that they went to school at the same time? You know what? I'm so glad that you asked. (laughs) Oh, Uh, no. Because I'm just going to quickly confirm (laughs) Stephanie Meyer's age. Okay, Cody, you, holy shit. Okay, so she's... 46. Yeah. He is 43. So, oh guys, the, the answer is out here. <laughs> the answer is maybe. There's a strong maybe. Holy, everyone shut up. 
is John Heater the <laughs> one who she based Edward Cullen off of? Edward, oh no! No, we can't do this. We can't go down no. this rabbit hole. <laughs> Don't do that this. That sexual, me. provocative dance that he does. Like, Stop. I think that really influenced Stop. her. I'm just saying. I'm sorry to have we opened don't this know can of that worms, it's not. So, <laughs> but I also it does make sense. <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to forget that. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh my That's God. what we're here for. Yeah, I'm sorry, and you're welcome. So, yeah. <laughs> yes in chat. <laughs> okay, before we get into the host, we do have a listener email, and I'm so excited to share this with the class. So we had a listener who I don't know if they want us to say their name, so I'm not going to. But if you're listening, thanks for this. Folks, usually when folks send us emails, um, not to like fucking pat ourselves on the back, but like, you know, you follow an email format of like, hi, here's my name. <laughs> There's an etiquette. Here's why I'm emailing. <laughs> There's some sort of protocol. Yeah. What I love so much about this email is that it is not that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought this was a spam email um, <laughs> because it was sent with literally no body. There, there is a title of the email. Like the subject line is Twilight and Cats with an ellipses thoughts and then there's mm. nothing in the body of the email <laughs> just a link to a fucking buzzfeed article and when i tell uh-huh. you folks that when i clicked on this i thought i was going to be rickrolled um it was i was pretty <laughs> sure but i was not it's something better this is a buzzfeed article about celebrating twilight turning 12 and it gives us some details about the baseball scene as you scroll through this a lot of this is stuff we've already talked about we know they went to choreography We know that it made the baseball scene so sensual that we know it to be now. Yeah. That's not the part I I care about. What I care about is the fucking red string of this article that takes one point that Carlisle says to Rosalie of Nice Kitty. And it says, hey, but what if Twilight and Cats? So I'm going to ask the both of you to scroll down to the end of this article and tell me how you feel about the image that you see. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, you? what about it could you possibly not like? I, everything. <laughs> it, listen, Allie's fucking being a little shy now. She doesn't want to confess to her sins right now, so I'm going to do it for her. There's a photo in here that is just a fucking <laughs> Photoshop, a janky Photoshop, mine. That's ask, really bad. Robert Pattinson's face. <laughs> stitched onto one of the cats from cats i wouldn't know and i don't i refuse to learn um oh my god and it's the worst thing i've ever seen in my human life (laughs) it's not great it's not great at all um i didn't know that cats could somehow get worse yeah (laughs) yeah here we are so one of my favorite things about this moment is that there is a credit on this photo Not for the janky Photoshop that we're looking at, but for the actual still from the movie of, I think that's Victoria, um, the main character there. Mm. Because I have watched Cats. I have culture. Um, (laughs) I care about camp. Um, I'm trying to preserve the legacy. But yes, one of my favorite things about this is that it is indeed credited towards Getty Images. Wouldn't, like, we know. We know you edited (laughs) fucking Robert's face onto this. Don't play this off like it's real. Anyways, um, the idea of Twilight and Cats together, I don't know. I'm interested in that per- that idea, but I also know that the idea of having, like, werewolves 
and small cats does not feel like a good mix. That doesn't seem safe. So I'm going to say no. Um, But thank you for sending us the wildest email that we have received thus far. So thank you. Looking now at the host. um, Jay, had you read this before? Uh, No. So when... I started reading Twilight, I was very, like, aware that it was trash, and I had, like, mentally told myself, like, you know what, I'm gonna give Stephanie Meyer this one pass. Like, Twilight is the one pass that I'm gonna give her. So as soon as I heard that there was another, like, series or book that she was working on, or uh, the host, I was just like, absolutely not. I don't want to engage with it. <laughs> um, and and uh here i am um and i've read the whole thing now and uh have some thoughts yeah (laughs) good there's so many excuses that we give to stephanie there's so many passes that we try to give this woman of like yeah what you wrote isn't good but like we are gonna read it we'll talk about it that somehow feels like it goes out the window when we talk about the host and the chemist (laughs) of like oh but it's just oh you're not oh you're not good oh oh yikes and I, I agree. I think that I, in a distant world, um, I also read this, but I don't remember it, which is, I, I think that's pretty telling. I think that I never thought we would talk about other Stephanie Meyer writing. <laughs> yeah. Um, never thought we'd see the day. And yet, fuck, here we are, I guess. Those are, I guess, really, folks, if you think about it, it really is unprecedented times. So, hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we last discussed the host... Um, cause I speak of it. I do not talk about it with anyone else. I just forget that we had this conversation and I come back next week. We got to find out that there's some sort of wanderer. There was a lot of medical talk. There was a whole lot of shit going down. And when we last left off, I think that the wanderer had just woken up. So mm-hmm. interesting. So we have chapters three and four today. I don't know about you all, but these felt quick to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was now that we're kind of more in the thick of it, it feels like it's less like, what's going on? I'm confused. What's happening? I mean, there's right. still that, but it's less like as abrasive, you know? And I just know Stephanie. Stephanie is the kind of person who's like, oh, you want a chapter? Then let me give you 20 pages. Fuck you. Um, and <laughs> right. these were felt a little bit tighter which is nice to see, and I hope that that continues, but also, like, we still have over 600 pages left, so I'm not holding my breath. I got the audiobook. I know that there's, like, different characters and voices that that are given, you know, when you read the book, I think it might be, like, the text might be smaller if they're talking about yes. a certain character. When I was listening to the audiobook, it wasn't until, like, chapter four that I could differentiate that there was like multiple people here because I don't know who the narrator is I don't know who was reading it but like she doesn't do a different real like a really different voice for the other character so I was very confused until chapter four I was so confused that is valid I'm listening to the audiobook also um and for the first two chapters I was like I have no idea who's saying shit I don't know what's going on (laughs) whatever I think these these character these chapters i'm more like i got it it's very Mm -hmm. subtle like she does a very subtle like there's no visual obviously like differential so it's just like a little 
this is a little, I'm doing my voice slightly differently. And you're like, that's not enough for me to get what you're saying here. <laughs> um, oh, no. But yeah, that it is. That sounds awful. Yeah, it is interesting. And also, like, everyone has seven names. So I'm like, I don't know. These could all just be the same person. <laughs> I have no idea. Nah. <laughs> the, the first time that I read them around, like, the first time that I read this through, I was extremely confused because I couldn't mm-hmm. tell the difference. Now that I've read the whole thing, I, I know kind of what's going on. But I, yeah. since, uh, so you've, Ali, you've read the book before, but Cody, you haven't. Yes, I right? read it on a... Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I genuinely think that the audiobook is, like, the worst format for this <laughs> <laughs> That makes me so sad, because, yeah, when I read it the first time, it was in a hard copy book, because I was, I was an English major, and I didn't read audiobooks. Um, yeah, right. And now I don't have time, or frankly, apartment space for that, um, so I read them online, Um, but I feel like, hey, just a quick note, Stephanie, while you're here, hey, when you write two characters who are sharing the same body, you should probably have that really clear when someone's reading it out loud. (laughs) Otherwise, it's a whole fucking mess. So Stephanie, (laughs) for next time, and God, please don't let there be a next time, um, do better. Yeah, learn from your mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just please um that sounds it, honestly now that we've had two weeks of the berating of this audiobook a part of me wants to listen to it but also i don't i don't yeah. so. <laughs> every week i get closer and closer to just getting the book <laughs> <laughs> so this third chapter here um which is titled resisted and folks you might be like could it be that there's someone who is resisting this. You're exactly right. Stephanie is not <laughs> subtle <laughs> at all. <laughs> it does not take a, a skill in literary analysis to understand her writing. So you're okay. Mm-hmm. You're safe here. It's okay. This. So I have a couple of questions about this chapter. Because one, Wander just woke up. And so they're like, first of all, everything is really overstimulating. Can you all not? And then they just <laughs> keep asking questions which is awful. This is just a warning for folks. We're going to be talking about the book, but there's also a mention of like suicide on here. So like, I don't know, skip ahead two minutes or something. This other host that they're talking about, Kevin, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, And like for Kevin, please, what a name. <laughs> what a choice. The idea that Stephanie seems very, it's very clear in her writing how obsessed she is with mortality. She's very concerned on this. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it was necessary to include this, like, suicide attempt in here. That was a choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, (laughs) this story about Kevin, because what essentially is happening is it feels like Wander is getting read terms of service out loud yeah totally (laughs) yeah totally it's like this is what you can expect we're gonna take all of your data (laughs) it's very clear that they have done this before that's been mentioned that like this is not their first uh body that they've been a host in but then all of a sudden it's like we get this experience from kevin who I think before their name was like Racing Song, I think is what the soul's name was. They're also from a planet of bats. So like, there's a lot of stuff happening. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to just kind of like take in. But this idea that Kevin was supposedly just doing their job and the host was like, what if I don't let you do that though? And yet Stephanie is here like, hey, this might be useful later. Wink. When (laughs) it's just... (laughs) 
<laughs> Subtle as a punch to the throat. I don't know if you've heard of foreshadowing, but I'm very good at it. So. <laughs> I also love uh, the dig at Kevin, too, where it's just like, Kevin was like a perfectly normal dude, besides the fact that he kept the name Kevin. And I was like, damn, okay, <laughs> fuck Kevin, I guess. Stephanie <laughs> like, hates the name Kevin. <laughs> no Kevin zone. Absolutely not. No Kevin. No Kevins. No so Kevins rude. Allowed. Like, you could be a I little, agree. you could pull it back a little bit. It's a little aggressive. <laughs> God damn, Stephanie. Like, why do you choose to be so rude sometimes? What Kevin hurt you? (laughs) I agree. I also have that same question. And then second, Stephanie, hashtag not all Kevins, okay? (laughs) I don't know any Kevins, but something about that name does not feel scary to me. So yeah, just leave leave them alone, okay? Leave the Kevins alone. (laughs) The other thing that I found interesting in this part too is so we start to get a little bit more on melanie so wander is like mm-hmm. mm, let me access the little file cabinets in my brain really quick and pulls up all this information the problem is as we saw in when we talked last week wander is bumping up against these kind of what i think it's described almost as like brick walls mm-hmm. in melanie's brain where wander is like just give me this information i'm doing a job just like help me help you and Melanie's like, uh, fuck you, actually, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Which, fair. I also wouldn't want someone, like, moving around in my brain. There's a couple of new characters that are added. So we, I think we heard about Melanie's cousin last week. I can't remember. Um, yeah, but Sharon, Sharon um, has entered the picture. As this stuff is being explained, of course, Wander's, like, having a lot of body reactions. Um, because Melanie's like, don't say all of my stuff out loud to these strangers. <laughs> Thanks, actually. <laughs> which is which is valid, and that makes sense. The interesting thing about the end of this chapter, which I think fits into the title of this Skype call very naturally, is we get a lot of emphasis on Jared. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, don't you mean him? <laughs> him. <laughs> Sorry. In italics? Sorry, him. him. My bad. <laughs> and so it just ends there, where it's like, Jared is safe. And if you, like me, have a smooth brain, you were like, oh, like the jewelry place, like he went to Jared. Um, apparently oh my it's God. So <laughs> we're both wrong. And that's Actual okay. people are named Jared and they're not just jewelry conglomerates. Interesting. Here's what I'll say I've never met a Jared. So to be oh fair, my God. they don't exist in my world. <laughs> Kevin's, absolutely. Jared, I, I don't know him. I don't know. Yeah. That seems fake. Here's the bummer for me about chapter four is since both of you are listening to the audiobook, you do not have the joy, the pleasure, some might say, or the horror in my experience, where almost all of this chapter is in that fucking eight point font again, because it's a memory. (laughs) (sighs) It's so small. Stephanie Meyer's like, I want to hurt your eyes specifically. (laughs) (laughs) Just me. It is a personal tag. And that's so frustrating. I am very curious about how you all felt about this memory. Do you mean the memory of chapter four? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Melanie's starting to like scavenge, and there's a lot right, of getting that food. <laughs> She's talking about like apples and baby carrots. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I actually, this is the part in the in the book where I was just like, okay, I'm I'm into this. I can I can follow this. But there are certain parts of it, especially when you meet Jared, like that. I'm just like, 
Nope, nope, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> what possibly you thought was weird about a guy who hasn't talked to another human in two years and his immediate reaction to another human being is to just fucking smack him on the lips with a good old switch. <laughs> I, I, How's that weird? <laughs> that seems totally normal. <laughs> that was the weirdest, like, absolutely no, no, absolutely not. Like, I understand that this is a stressful situation. If there's an alien invasion, but you do not go up to the first human being that you meet and just kiss them. Just like an absolute It's stranger. also such a pivot too, right? Where it's like, he immediately is like, oh, I have to fight you because you are clearly not human. And then like, there's a glimmer in her eye and he's like, oh shit, uh, I guess I'll Fuck. kiss. <laughs> I guess I'll give you a, a sweet smooch. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jared, we, we were so aggressive real quick. What happened? Jared only has two moves. He's on kill mood or he's on kiss mood. Yeah. There is no in between, it seems like, for Jared. Mm. And yeah. that, I tried to give this man the benefit of the doubt of like, you have not talked to someone in two years. You are on the run. You are in mm -hmm. wild circumstances. But hey, Jared, when did consent leave the picture? So for real. And also, I just have to imagine that given this world that we're supposed to be in, that showers don't really exist toothpaste is probably really hard to come by why are you smacking yeah. lips jared knock it off hey hey jared <laughs> stop it first of all what is it with stephanie meyer's j characters where she's like i want to make these people kiss without consent like stop it yeah who hurts you knock it off make it make sense <laughs> <laughs> i have so many questions so first of all before even jared melanie is just trying to like help her brother She's trying her best not to eat all of these granola bars in sight and <laughs> just like go to take care of her brother, Jamie, and just trying to live. And then this fight happens. One of the things that made me crack up about this scene, though, is when they eventually are like, okay, we're just not going to kill each other, right? Truce. Then Jared is like, oh, okay, well, I see that you need to get back to your brother really fast. How are you going to do that? You're not going to walk, are you? And then Millie's like, well, fuck. <laughs> I guess I have to use this guy's Jeep because I don't want to walk another six hours back. And Jared just doesn't even think that option exists on there. He was honestly like, wow, you don't have a car. Wow. Shame on you. And then I'm just like the entire time I was like, you know what, Jared, check, check your privilege. Not everybody has Absolutely. a car. <laughs> and not everyone had a car before. And I would imagine in this sort of like apop apocalyptic scenario, Jared, that cars are even harder to come by. So fucking get your walking dead privilege out of here and just be a little bit more respectful to this person. How about this that? Person, this person that, that you just met. Like, honestly, for meeting someone, for like not having any human contact for two years, and this is how you go about your first interaction, not, not, not very good. Didn't pass. Not great, Jared. I'm a little sad about you. You know what I mean? The other thing about this that I did think was worth noting. So it seems like there are two ways to tell if you have like a host in you, which is the eyes and also the scar on the side mm -hmm. of your neck, which Jared is like, oh, yeah, well, I have I have one of those scars, but it's just from me. It's not like from anything else, which I would not buy. If I was in that scenario, mm -mm, no thank you. After this long memory, we get back into big font town, which means it's wonderful time. <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to squint or use a magnifying glass anymore. Um, and uh, Wanderers apparently like good at their job. I love this part where they just like get up and 
send an email to their seeker who's like, hey, here's all this hot hey. goss I just found out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got some office tea if you want to read. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt very TMZ to me. And immediately Melanie's like, hey, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> those are my secrets. <laughs> what did I tell you, Wander? Get out of my business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say there is a moment here where that, and I know that I mentioned this last time, where the annotated bibliography comes back. We get that little annotated playlist happening here. It happens when Melanie is like, not Jamie. And it says like her voice in my head was as clear as my own spoken aloud. Mm. And so if you were curious what song goes along with that moment in chapter four, it would be, of course, Paper Cut by Linkin Park. Oh, (laughs) classic Stephanie Meyer pick. Just a good, safe choice for one Stephanie Meyer. So thank you, Steph. Honestly, Stephanie Meyer seems to use, like, the same 12 songs in all her... I think that's just the same. She rotates the same 12 songs whenever she writes, and it's just, like, on constant loop, no matter what she's writing about. I'm sure it's the same playlist she used for, like, Midnight Sun or something like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Every Stephanie Meyer playlist has Muse, has MCR, has Linkin Park, has Death Cat. Like, you can... Mm -hmm. You could stay at all of, like, what... Honestly, you could just generate a fake playlist and Stephanie Meyer would be like, absolutely, that's exactly what I yeah. <laughs> How did you know? Did you hack into my Spotify account? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So Wander emails about this hot office gossip and then we get this very subtle ending of the chapter where where Melanie is snarling at Wander. Good old, good, good, that's a good safe Stephanie verb. <laughs> um, of just the two of them saying how much they hate each other, which is great. It's a good Love start. It. Just a good little duo, you know? It is. Also, the safe duo here, which I, I forgot to mention a couple minutes ago, but apparently Wander's boss is the settler, or no, the seeker. And they mm, yeah. also have another job position in this world that's called the comforter, but capital C. <sighs> So not of a, course not a blanket, but like a, a personal <laughs> blanket, which Great. I need to know more about that job immediately. Please and thank you. Yeah. So that is where we are pausing for today. Next week, when we get back into the host, we'll be on chapters five and six. So we're slowly moving along. We also have another episode that's coming out soon <gasps> for the one and only happiest season which just dropped today and gay christmas future. gay christmas gay christmas so you're gonna get two episodes you're welcome you're welcome gay christmas gay christmas <laughs> happy uh, gay christmas <laughs> happy gay christmas we have a whole bunch of patients to say happy gay christmas to <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> <I do. laughs> um cody would you like to start Absolutely. Shout out Althea Johnson. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew. Thank you to Mallory Hardwick. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you, Katie Black. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you to Kylie Minty. Ow. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you, Elizabeth James. Pew, 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 pew. Yay. Pew, pew. Um, thank you to Jess Love. Ow. Yeah. Ow. Thank you, Alex Dornan. Alex Dornan. Pew, pew, pew. 
ooh, ooh, ooh. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Yeah. Yay, Chloe. Thank you. Mickey Meyer. Mickey Meyer. Uh, thank you to Zoe Steele. Shout out Rebecca Cullen. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Amy Taylor. Thank you, Mulch Gray. Mulch. <laughs> Mulch. Uh, thank you to our unofficial intern, Taylor. Brown, yes, Town, yes, Lautner. yes, yes. <laughs> Shout out, Danae Swan. Ow! Thank you to my. Okay, first of all, I had someone actually ask me if Kelly Beck is my mom. Uh, they're not. <laughs> um, I don't know when I started saying that, but I can't stop. So thank you to my yeah. mom, Kelly Beck. <laughs> Shout out, Aaron Salinger. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh, your yeah. family. Congrats. <laughs> Shout out Donna Kavanaugh. And last, but certainly not least, thank you to Ooh. Jessica Hale. Happy early gay yes. Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Ugh, you love to see it. You really love to see it. Um, okay, this is the part that I, I know I said I was waiting for this earlier, but I was lying. This is the part I'm most excited for. So, Jay, could you tell us what fan, sh- fan fiction you brought to this space? Yes. Okay. I was not really super into the whole Twilight fan fiction when I was a part of the fandom, like when I first got into it, until I think after Midnight Sun leaked. And then I was just like, okay. There's an Edward POV. I want to see how, like, how many different endings that has. Because, obviously, when it came out, Meyer released, like, you know, the first half. So I went looking for the other half that people wrote. So Mm. this is a fan fiction that I found and I had bookmarked since, like, 2013, 14? I can't remember. And it's in my old account. And I had this saved because I don't know. I just thought that it was really funny, so I'm just gonna read this this little the this little part of it. So it's part of um so um it's a crossover between Twilight and an anime called uh, uh Oran High School Host Club. I, I'm, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so I don't I don't know if you guys are aware, but um, oh yeah, it's great. Anyways, let me get started. And so they convinced Edward to join the Hose Club. They did this in a logical way that respects the canons of both series and involved roses, rose petals, bubbles, and a bucket of pink paint. It took a while, but it worked. The next time the Hose Club was in session, business was booming. The entire female population of the school was there, and save for Haruhi, of course, they all flocked straight to Edward. A few of the other hosts were a little jealous, Okay, more than a little jealous. Okay, the twins were blind with rage, and Honey cried a little. (laughs) But the point is, they were back on track. Financially, anyway, Kyoya told them. Plot-wise, well, the story is just taking off, so keep reading. Or tab out, or tweet to all your friends how horrible this fanfic is. I'm sure they really care. (laughs) Um, That's beautiful. Wow. (laughs) Who was the author of that? The author is... Maple Komori. Cool. You love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> A crossover of the century, truly. Yeah. The crossover I needed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Jay, it has been an absolute joy to have you on the show this week. Thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you Yay. for joining and letting me join. That's it's been a lot of fun. Of course. Um, where can folks go online to support your work? So mainly, I'm on TikTok. So if anybody wants to check it out, my username is J James, which is J A E underscore J A I M E S. And then I'm also on Twitter as Justin J three two zero. It's a lot of J's. It is. <laughs> <laughs> It's my brand. The brand is strong. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> I love that. Hopefully we'll make sure that folks can get you to your 30K. Oh, yeah. Woo. Come join me, guys. We'll nice. have fun. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Well, next week on more host bullshit, unfortunately, and also gay Christmas. So until Woo. then, as we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get whipped. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash intothetwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.